is brought to you by Marker Cabono, President, National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Monday, November 1st, 2020, and this is presidential release number 510. Man, does it ever feel like the Thanksgiving season around here. The air is crisp and cool and just starting to really get that feeling of the holidays and looking forward to that. But there's so much still to go in the month of November before we even get to Thanksgiving. I just got back from the National Federation of the Blind of Colorado convention, which was in person in Denver. It was great to be in and amongst Federation members again and running from meeting room to meeting room and remembering all the uh, ways we used to do things. Really, uh, really great to be um, in Colorado and to visit our Colorado Center for the Blind. It was a great way to kick off November, leading into November, when the Federation will celebrate its 81st anniversary on November 16th. So happy anniversary, Federationists. I hope that um, you find ways to uh, enhance the work that we do this month uh, as we celebrate our anniversary. Now, a few things here on this release to put in front of you, and one of them is the Washington Seminar. I know I mentioned this last month, but uh, many of you have been asking, what about the 2022 Washington Seminar? And we are planning to have the Washington Seminar from February 7 to 10, 2022. And that means that the Great Gathering In meeting will happen on Monday, February 7, at 5 p.m., 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, as is tradition. Currently, the plan is for us to be in person in Washington, D.C. We continue to work with our contacts in Congress and are working to make sure that we really know what the uh, rules will be with visiting Congress by the time we get to February. We're not quite ready to uh, announce all of the details because that situation is still evolving, so please stay tuned. I know that many of you are eager to make your plans and, and travel to D.C., and we want that to happen, but we also want to make sure that we do this in the most responsible way. So hang tight a little bit longer. You can always visit nfb.org slash Washington dash seminar to get the latest information. But once we have the final details uh, that we can feel confident in, you'll be the first to know. And uh, we will spread the word as far and as fast as we can. So know that we're trying to do our due diligence and do this the right way to make sure that we can be effective on the Hill, keep everybody safe, meet whatever the rules and requirements are. So looking forward to our Washington seminar in February. You can put the dates down either way. On October 12, the Ability One Commission uh, released a notice of proposed rulemaking regarding the payment of sub-minimum wages by Ability One affiliated nonprofit agencies. And this is due in large part to blind advocates who we've been able to get appointed to the Ability One Commission and our allies. 
in short, the NPRM proposes a requirement that any affiliated nonprofit agencies with the Ability One program provide a certification that it will not pay sub-minimum wages using 14C certificates. The National Federation of the Blind has prepared comments in support of this proposed rulemaking, and we will be submitting those and publishing them also to our website later this week. We are going to want NFB members to help amplify these comments and um, get them noticed and uh, let the commission know that you also, as individuals, in addition to us as an organization, support this proposed rule. So more details will be coming. I urge chapters to share this information, to get people to post comments in favor of the Federation's comments and Congratulations to um, the work of strong blind advocates to help take this next step in eliminating sub-minimum wage payments. And in the last month, we've also had Illinois and Delaware, by the way, that have uh, taken actions to uh, eliminate sub-minimum wages in, in those states. So we continue to make great progress, but we should not take the pressure off. So we're going to need your help on this uh, Ability One NPRM. Stay tuned, information will be coming. A few things I wanna uh, share with you regarding uh, our work in the Federation. And the first is a question that often comes up about kiosks. Um, we've gotten the question, why do we now talk about kiosks so much? Whatever happened to websites? I run into all these inaccessible websites all the time. Why have we forgotten about websites? I want to share with you that we have not forgotten about websites by any stretch of the imagination, but we recognize that advanced digital interfaces are being created very rapidly in these kiosk systems, and these barriers are going to prevent blind individuals from having independent access and fully participating in so many ways, and the pandemic has really accelerated the use of these kiosks in so many different situations. We need to create the kind of foundation with these new technologies that we have for websites. The fact of the matter is, yes, we have a lot of work still to do with website accessibility. There are a lot of inaccessible or partially accessible websites in very important places, and we need to keep the pressure on there. But we've also created some very good law. There are very good standards, very good practices out there. You can learn about them at, at our accessibility switchboard project. Kiosks are the next phase of the work that we have to do. And uh, there's a real opportunity for us also to influence good innovative designs in this area. And that's why we're focusing on kiosks. The Federation is broad and dynamic enough to do both of these things, and that's really our intent, is to do both of these things, but to get ahead of the kiosk curve so that hopefully um, when we look back 10 years down the road, we're, we're much farther ahead on kiosks than, than we were on websites. And so we're doing both these things, so if you come across 
inaccessible kiosks, please share that information either through our legal advocacy form on our website or to the staff here in our advocacy and policy department. Uh, we'll continue to um, collect data and certainly you should talk to the companies that you come across that have inaccessible kiosks yourself and ask them to make them accessible. And uh, the more people that are asking, the more that we will find these technologies out there. And if you find some really innovative kiosk accessibility approach, share that with our technology team here. We'd like to know about that. Now, I want to talk to you about the Federation's Code of Conduct. And this is a really important item. The Board of Directors of the National Federation of the Blind has been working on revisions to the Federation's Code of Conduct. And this evening, we are releasing a draft of the Code of Conduct and asking for um, comments about the draft from the membership of the Federation. And we're hoping to get those comments in by December 2nd at noon Eastern time, so a little more than a month from now, so that we can consider feedback from the membership as we finalize. The board is going to meet uh, here in Baltimore uh, in early December. We're going to finalize a revision of the code that hopefully will go into effect on January 1, 2022. So a few highlights of things that we've changed uh, in this draft code that you will find now at nfb.org slash draft code. First, we've updated the uh, introductory section, including bringing the revision date right up front. So it's easy to tell that you have the most recent version of the code that you're looking at. We've added a new section two to the code, which clearly specifies who the code applies to and in what situations. The revisions have been made to section four of the code, which was previously section three uh, in the current version. So the new section four removes sexual harassment and uh, clarifies some other aspects. And sexual harassment has been moved to a new Section 5, which uh, is a specific section regarding sexual misconduct. Also, we've made edits to the Conflict of Interest section to clarify some terms and um, who needs to report conflicts of interest. And we've extensively revised Section 11, which is the violations and reporting procedures section. And that section, in addition to the new Section 5, that's where the substantial amount of new content could be found. And also, uh, we've generally streamlined some of the language and clarified some of the terms. There's many ways that you can give feedback, and I would encourage you to go check the code out, the draft code, and give feedback but you got to do it in the month of November or early December um, so that the board can consider it. You can send an email to codefeedback, all one word, codefeedback at nfb.org, or you can go online. That same page, will you will find a form that you can figure out where you can either type in your comments directly or you can upload 
a file with your comments included. You can submit the form either anonymously or you can choose to give your name. Again, nfb.org slash draft code. And uh, you can view the draft code there in HTML or you can download a BRF file if you want to read it on a Braille device or put it in a Braille embosser. I encourage you to go check out the draft code and give your comments. The board will be um, considering this material as we go into the fall in-person board meeting and uh, plan our changes for 2022. And thank you for your engagement in this work. Also in October, we announced our transition from our survivor-led task force to our blind survivors group. I know this has been long in coming, and uh, many of you have been waiting for this information. So our blind survivors group is now up and running. Catherine Webster of Massachusetts and Danielle Montour of Texas are co-chairs of this new group. And so to talk briefly about the new Blind Survivor Group in the National Federation of the Blind, I'd like to introduce Danielle Montour. Hi, this is Danielle speaking. Thank you. My name is obviously Danielle. I go by she, her, or they, them pronouns, and I'm very, very, very happy to be here. And I'm very grateful that we are now talking about survivors in a group form. We are having an intentional space for blind survivors and their allies to the survivors of abuse, um, sexual abuse and other forms of abuse and trauma to share support and resources and just exist in a space by us, for us, and really just bring our stories together. That's one part of it. And another part that kind of runs alongside that is we want to have a better place. We want to be building the organization and we want to be here as survivors, acknowledging our experiences and the pains and the triumphs and all the things that go with it and really building the Federation through that and making our own support better, making our community better and bringing that up to the Federation, the entire Federation level as well. You can contact us through a few different channels. Um, We have a mailing list now that we just got up and running. It is survivors at nfbnet.org. You can send a blank email to survivors-subscribe at nfbnet.org. That will get you on to be able to be subscribed. The list is hidden, so no one other than Catherine, myself, and the list creator, David Andrews, can see who's on the list. You can reach out to us via email at survivors at nfb.org or at 410-659-9314 extension 2238 if you'd like to leave a voicemail there instead, um, instead of writing. And beyond that, we want to start having this conversation quickly and getting to know everyone and for us to all start sharing our hopes and what we would like out of these groups and are out of this group and out of these meetings and to just really get a sense of where we're all at and what we're feeling and just finding what we really hope will come out of this moving forward. We want to all get to know each other and start really sharing what this is, you know, what this means to us and how we plan to move forward both in our own healing and in organizational building and healing. 
So thank you very, very much. Thanks, Danielle. And I appreciate the co-chairs of our Blind Survivors Group and the work that's gonna happen going forward. Uh, there's a, a lot of great things that I know are gonna come out of um, the formation of this new group in the National Federation of the Blind. I do have a few Federation family notes to share with you here on this release and a few notes of passing that we didn't get until recently that happened in August. From our Kentucky affiliate, I regret to share the news of the passing of Dennis Franklin, who passed away on August 20th. Dennis was a longtime member of the National Federation of the Blind of Kentucky. He joined sometime in the late 1960s. He served as treasurer of the uh, state affiliate for a number of years. He uh, also served in a couple of terms as president of the Greater Louisville Chapter. Definitely would ask you to keep Dennis in your thoughts and prayers. From Florida, we received the news from Kay Baker, who's the president of the Greater Jacksonville Chapter, of the passing of Valerie Robinson on August 30th. Valerie is described as a tireless and caring advocate, and she had been a member of the chapter for a number of years. From our Wisconsin affiliate, we learned today that, that just yesterday, Roger Bame, a lifetime member of the Rock County chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Wisconsin, passed away from complications of covid I knew Roger. I uh, was a member uh, in the Rock County chapter at one point. He was a, a great advocate and um, did all that he could to get technology to uh, any blind person he could. So I encourage you to keep Roger's family and friends in your thoughts and prayers. Now from California, Rochelle Houston, the president of our Pathfinders chapter, sends the sad note about the passing of Sarah Mosley. Now, Sarah was 104 years old. She was the oldest and longest serving member uh, of the uh, chapter there, longest active member, and she uh, was a real life force in that chapter. I had the honor of meeting Sarah at the National Convention in 2018. I remember we introduced her at the Rookie Roundup, and uh, I, one of the oldest participants we've had in the Rookie Roundup meeting at the convention. So really sorry to hear about the passing uh, of Sarah, but someone that lived every year of her life with real vigor, and she made a great difference in the Pathfinder chapter, so she will be missed. Now, I do have one joyful bit of news to share that comes from Adelmo V. Hill of New Mexico. He says, congratulations are in order to Chris and Tara Chavez on the birth of Shane Kendall Chavez, born on October 5, 2021, 
weighing in at seven pounds, 10 ounces, and measuring 20 inches long. Tara is the president of the Albuquerque chapter and the uh, second vice president for the affiliate. So congratulations to the new parents and welcome to Sean as the newest member of the National Federation of the Blind. Pam, I think that's what I have at the moment. I'm flipping it back to you. I want to thank everyone again as we prepare to celebrate our anniversary later this month in the National Federation of the Blind. I would encourage everyone to join the next NFB presidential release live on Thursday, December 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern using Zoom the Nation's Blind YouTube channel, our internet stream, or by asking your Amazon device to open Nation's Blind. It will also be the week of our national board meeting. Contact President Riccobono at 410-659-9314 or via email at officeofthepresident at nfb.org. Thanks so much, and I'll turn it back to you, President Riccobono. Thank you very much, Pam. That's what I have for November for you Federationists. Uh, I do hope that you'll take an opportunity to celebrate the Federation's anniversary on November 16th. I know I am very thankful for the difference that this movement has made in my life and for all of us in this nation. And I'm looking forward to what we're all going to build together going forward. Since I won't have an opportunity, I'm going to take it now to uh, wish everyone in the Federation a very happy Thanksgiving and again express my gratitude for the work that happens every day in local communities that makes such a difference in this nationwide movement we have. We do have a lot to be thankful for as an organization and it starts with the bond that we share with each other. So thank you for the opportunity to serve and build alongside each and every one of you. I'm going to leave you with some customary endings by saying, let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Fugerbaugh, and I'll be telling you two jokes. Two jokes today? All right, lay them on me. How do you know that you're done with your math homework? I don't know how. You put a D in front of one, and then it's done. Oh... How do you make one disappear? I don't know how. You put a G in front and then it's gone. Hi, I'm Oriana Rickabona and I'll be telling you a joke. Why did the Lego figures cross the road? I don't know why. Because they were on the wrong block. I have a Thanksgiving joke for all of you. <laughs> what do turkeys do the day after Thanksgiving? Hmm. Eat themselves? No. They take off their peacock disguises. The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind, Office of the President at nfb.org, 410-659-9314, www.nfb.org. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind.